So I want to talk to you today. Um, two words. Why settle? Why settle? And we're going to start in um, Psalms 34, verse 8. King James. Woo! Give me another one. Yeah. It was, it was wild when I was watching um, you guys come in today because this side filled up first. And then this side was like four people. And I'm thinking, whoa. <laughs> we're listing, right? <laughs> and then it just, it, then it just, it just fills out. It's cool. Psalms 34, verse 8, please. We're talking about why settle. It says, Oh, taste and see that the Lord is good. Crickets. And the crowd goes mild. Taste and see that the Lord is good. Blessed is a, yes, come on now. God is a good God. It says, blessed is a person that trusts in him. Oh, fear the Lord, you his saints, for there is no want. No want. We were talking about the tithe. And he says, there is no want to them that fear him. The young lions do lack and suffer hunger, but they that seek the Lord shall not want. So he, he went from no want to not wanting any good thing. Get your faith up there. He wants you to have some good things. Psalms 84, verse 11. King James, please. Amen. Amen. Uh-huh. For the Lord God is a sun and shield. The Lord will give grace and glory. No good thing will he withhold from them that walk uprightly. No good thing will he withhold. So why do we settle? This is, where the this is where the title came. Why settle? If all these good things God wants us to have, why are we settling for second best? Or third best? Or not even, a, not at all. Praise the Lord. And the passion, I only got two passion scriptures, so. I know. It's okay. <laughs> and the passion, Psalms 84, verse 11. It's a good one, though. For the Lord God is brighter than the brilliance of a sunrise, wrapping himself around me like a shield. Imagine, okay, God has wrapped himself around you. Who's going to mess with you? You got God as your blanket. It's like a shield. He is so generous with his gifts of grace and glory. Those who walk along his path with integrity, we qualify what? One amen. We qualify. Amen. Thank you. <laughs> ah, we'll never lack one thing they need for he provides it all. He provides it all. You're not going to lack one thing that you need. So what do you want today? He's got your needs taken care of. So what do you want? He said, try me. Put me to the test. What do you want today? And don't tell me world peace. No, what do you want? Make it personal. I know. Glory to God. <sighs> Proverbs 28, please. King James, verse 10. These are just little one-liners, but they're so good. And it's the part where it says, um, the upright shall have good things in possession. The upright shall have good things in possession. New Living says the honest will inherit good things. And in the message, it says, do good, and you're going to be rewarded for it. You will be rewarded for doing good. Jesus went around doing good and healing all. Well, what's the reward? 
people getting blessed. And not only that's a double-edged sword, because the more that people get blessed because of your hands laying hands on people, or your hands giving to the poor, or your hands doing something to help somebody else, how does it make you feel? Does it make you feel good? Come on, I remember the first time, I was in the Philippines one time, and uh, I can't remember if it was the second or third time I was there, and, and uh, Pastor Carlo and I went to a, this little village, and uh, we, were praying, or we were playing, and then at the end, we asked if anybody wanted prayer for anything. Nobody moved. <laughs> I was like, oh, glory to God, we're in this little village uh, in the middle of nowhere. Nobody moved, except for this one little girl came up. She's around 12 years old, and um, she was deaf. And so I, I just put my, because when you don't know how to pray, you pray in the Holy Ghost, right? And so I put my hands on her ears, and as I was doing it, I could feel my hands going in and in. I'm thinking, I'm going to crush this little kid's head, right? But when I took my hands away, there was like a suction, like a, like that, and, and the Lord opened her ears. Now, it happened to be, that was the chief's daughter of the village. And when he saw that his daughter's ears were open, then everybody came up for prayer after that, right? And, we, you know, we came back just... Say, we're all, we were just beside ourselves. It's like, man, right? God using a, God brought us all the way from here to go there to go lay hands on that little girl. It's like, man. Then you feel like Barney Fife. These things are loaded. And so you're walking around going, who wants some? It was wonderful. He says, you're going to be rewarded for it. Well, it jacked my faith up, made me feel so good. And, uh, you know, that was, um, oh, my goodness, what, 20 years ago since we started going to the Philippines, something like that? But still talking about it? Hallelujah. It still gives me goosebumps when I think about that. It's like, man, God. Mm, so good. Let's go to Mark chapter 11, verse 12. King James. We'll stick with King James for a little bit. Mark 11, verse 12. Hallelujah. And on the morrow, the next day, when they were coming from Bethany, he, Jesus, was hungry. And seeing a fig tree far off, having leaves, he came, if happily he might find anything thereon. And when he came to it, he found nothing but leaves, for the time of figs was not yet. And verse 14 is the one. And Jesus answered and said, he answered the tree. He talked to the tree. And people say, well, how could Jesus talk to a tree? Well, uh, if your car don't start, you're going to talk to it. <laughs> Praise the Lord. We do. Yeah. If, if things in our, in our uh, you know, in the kitchen don't start working the way they're supposed to, you talk to that. Right? Your vacuum's not working. It's not a eureka moment. <laughs> Leave that set. Praise the Lord. But Jesus answered and said to this tree, no man eat from you forever, uh, hereafter forever. And his disciples heard it. So he said it out loud. We talk to our stuff out loud when it's not working. Drop down to verse 20. And in the morning, as they passed by, they saw the fig tree dried up from the roots. So when Jesus cursed that thing, it dried, it started, it dried up immediately, but it started at the roots. So when we curse things, they, they start at the root. So when you start cursing cancer, it'll start at the root. You may not see nothing, but it will start at the root. 
You start cursing your bank account for because it's it's a deficit. <laughs> Rise. Come on now. But things that are that are not working right, you start talking to it, right? He said, they saw the fig tree dried up from the roots. Peter called into to remembrance, and he said unto him, Master, behold, the fig tree which you cursed is withered away. And Jesus answered, again he answered. Again he answered. And he said unto him, have faith in God, or have the God kind of faith. For verily I say unto you, that whosoever shall say... To this mountain be removed, be cast into the sea, shall not doubt in his heart, but shall believe those things that he says shall come to pass. He shall have whatsoever they say. Therefore I say unto you, what things soever you desire. He didn't say, what do you want? He said, what do you desire? He's taking care of your wants. What do you want? What do you desire? What are those things that God has been talking to you about that you put on the shelf? Marion answered that question. She knocked, the, she knocked those things off the, off the shelf and started writing books. What is it God has called you to do? That you put back that you put back up on the shelf. Well, maybe it's time to knock it off, dust it off, and, and shine it up and, and just bring that thing back to the front forefront of your thinking again. Come on now. What things whoever you desire when you pray? Is it a ministry? Is it a better job? Huh? Is it a business? Something. God has been talking to each and every one of you about something that he wants you to do that's specific to you, that nobody else can do. And if you don't do it, it's not going to get done. But he's anointed you to do it. Amen. So what things soever you desire, when you pray, believe that you receive them, and you shall what? Have them. Let's go to Proverbs 18, verse 20, please. King James. I'm trying to pace myself because I'm so excited right now, <laughs> but, <laughs> but I don't want Annette to get finger tied. Yeah, I know I got to pull it back. Proverbs 18, verse 20, King James. It says, a person's belly shall be satisfied with the fruit of his mouth. What are you saying? What are we saying? Somebody came up to me the other day and I had, I had to get on him. I said, uh, and they're a Christian. I said, why do you give me a news report for him? You're a reporter. But what's going on? Why are you doing that? Stop it. Stop it. We all do it. What about the government? I don't talk about the government. We're supposed to pray about the government. Don't talk to me about that. I hate that. Pet peeve? Leave them alone. They'll, <laughs> for real. No, no, no. Because, you know, the government will... God will take care of the government if we, if we do our part and pray for them. We're not supposed to be, we're not supposed to be going around and, and, you know, being news reporters. You know what the government did today? Huh. Really? They're not perfect. Nobody is. God used crooked kings all the way through. He used donkeys. He used roosters. So, 
No, I'm, I'm not being funny, but I'm just saying, hey, it doesn't matter who that person is, what they are. It doesn't matter what, the, what their thing is. God can fix it if we pray. Not, <laughs> praise the Lord. Yeah, not, not talking about what they're doing. Let's talk about what God's going to do. Right? Amen. <laughs> praise the Lord. A person's belly shall be satisfied with it. Wow, did that hit hard, right? <laughs> All of a sudden, it just got quiet. Man. Uh-huh. Is that a Selah moment? Was it? <laughs> Was it Selah or sail on? <laughs> Move on! <Yeah. laughs> a person's belly shall be satisfied with the fruit of his mouth. With the increase of his lips shall he be filled. Mm-hmm. Death and life are in the power of the tongue. You notice they said death first? Uh-huh. Just saying. They that love it shall eat the fruit thereof. If you love death, you're going to eat the fruit of that. If you love life, you're going to eat the fruit of that. So whoso, and I like this next part. Whosoever finds a wife is a, finds a good thing. So, gentlemen, turn to your wife and say, hey, you good thing. Mm. Did you say it? James, did you say it? All right. <laughs> cool man yeah because if you if you call it you treat her as your good thing it says that you're going to obtain favor of the lord just saying thank you for that one amen out of all you gentlemen y'all need to turn around and just let your wife slap you for a minute <laughs> get this thing you're going to obtain favor of the lord <laughs> Woo! all right <laughs> yeah, I know, right? <laughs> Would you listen to the man? He knows what he's talking about. <laughs> Proverbs chapter 12, verse 13, please, King James. Why settle? <laughs> Why settle? Proverbs chapter 12, verse 13. It says, The wicked is snared by the transgressions of their lips, but the just shall come out of trouble. Why? We could talk ourselves out of trouble. Speaking life. A man shall be satisfied with good by the fruit of his mouth. New living, it says, The wicked are trapped by their own words, but the godly escape trouble every time. And a man shall be satisfied, oh, excuse me, uh, wise words bring many benefits, and hard work brings rewards. We see that. We live in that. The message, this is a good one. It says, the gossip of bad people gets them in trouble. Loose lips sink ships, right? The conversation of good people keeps them out of it. Uh, verse 14, a well-spoken well -spoken words bring satisfaction. Well-done work has its own reward. Amen. You feel good when you've done a good job and you look back and say, man, you know what? That was all right. That was, that was really cool. And you, and you just, you know, every time you look at it, just like, man, all right. Let's go to 1 Corinthians chapter 2, King James, please. Verse 9. Getting anything out of this? Besides, you found a good wife? You got a good thing? <laughs> Just as good. <laughs> 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 
Yeah. <laughs> Favor fave. Yeah, man. <laughs> Thank you. I've been waiting for that all day. Finally. Hey, man, we go home now. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> First Corinthians chapter two, verse nine, it says, but it is written, I has not seen nor ear heard, neither have entered into the heart of a man or person, the things which God has prepared for them that love him. And we were just singing about how much we love him, how much he loves us. And so if, you know, if you boil that verse down, what he's saying is you haven't seen anything yet. You ain't seen nothing yet. He's getting ready to do some stuff that I cannot handle, ear cannot handle. People are not going to be able to handle it, but you will because you're going to be walking in it. Sounds like the favor of God. Jerry Savelle said this about 2023. He said, 2023 will be the year of the maximum. The maximum, the year of the highest level attainable, God's best, the maximum, not mediocre, not barely getting, uh, not, not barely enough to get by and struggle to make it. No, I want you to experience all the favor, all the blessings and all the goodness of God, not for some self-serving purpose, but for you to be blessed, to be a blessing. That's a good word. Come on. We're, we're in it. Amen. I, yeah, I said, hey, me too. I'm going to start my own Me Too movement right there. I like it. I second the motion. Come on now. <laughs> so how many of you guys have pets here? Like pets. I'm not pet friendly, but I found this. <laughs> Those that know me, they know. But, okay. Here's a question. A motivational speaker said this. How many believe that dogs love bones? Put your hands up. How many of you believe that dogs love bones? Put your hand up. Give me, give me, put it up. Throw it up there. <laughs> he said, most people said yes. But he says, dogs love steak, but they settle for bones. <clears throat> Come on. God's dogs love steak, but they settle for bones. Why settle? That is where I get. Why settle? Why are you settling for bones when God wants you to have steak? Unless those bones wrapped around beef ribs. Praise the Lord. I'm good. <laughs> so why settle for less than what God says that, that is ours when he already said that we can have it? God already said we got it, right? At Proverbs 13, 22, it says, the wealth of the sinner is laid up for the just. And we've heard this many times. It's been laid up for too long. It's our time now. It is our time now. And it's time to get our stuff. Uh, let's go to Joshua chapter 14. New King James on this one. Just makes it easier to read. Uh, verse 6. Joshua 14, 6, New King James, talking about Caleb. I like him. And these stories we all know, we're, we're quite familiar with. But again, it's like, why settle? Don't you settle for bones when God wants you to have steak? Uh-huh. 
Yeah. <laughs> Rib steak. The, the, United, the United States of America, right? Smoking. Oh, man, flavor hard. Reverse sear it. I'll be back. No, no. <laughs> I want some. Okay, Joshua chapter 14, verse 6. It says, um, Then the children of Judah came to Joshua and Gilgal, and Galeb, the son of Jeph, throw the Kenizzite said unto him, You know the word that the Lord said to Moses, the man of God, concerning you and me and Kadesh Barnea? Verse 7, I was 40 years old when Moses, the servant of the Lord, sent me from there to spy out the land, and I brought back word to him as it was in my heart. Nevertheless, my brothers, stay away from nevertheless people. My brothers who went up with me <laughs> made the heart of the people melt, but I wholly followed the Lord my God. Verse 9, so Moses swore on that day, saying, Surely the land where your foot has trodden shall be your inheritance and your children's forever, because you have wholly followed the Lord my God. Well, we, we're God followers, are we not? So we qualify for this. And now behold... I like this. The Lord has kept me, verse 10, the Lord has kept me alive, as he said, these 45 years, ever since the Lord spoke this word to Moses while Israel wandered in the wilderness. And now, here I am, 85 years old, and as yet I am as strong this day as on the day that Moses sent me, just as my strength was then, so, is, so now is my strength for war, both for going out and coming in. That man is 85 years old, and he said, hey, now, therefore, give me this mountain which the Lord spoke in that day. All those years ago, give it to me now. For you heard in that day how the Anakim, these are giants, are there, and the cities are great and fortified. It may be that the Lord will be with me, and I shall be able to drive them out as the Lord said. Well, so what he, he trusted in what the Lord said. God said, go get it. Go get it. It's yours. You want it? Well, there's all these blessings in here. Do you want it? <laughs> Glory to God. <laughs> Do you want it? <laughs> then go get it. <laughs> Y'all ain't working with me today. You can, okay, get out of the stake. Come back. Oh, man, stop it. I can't talk right now. <laughs> You're messing me all up. <laughs> Verse 13, and Joshua blessed him and gave Hebron to Caleb, uh, the son of Jethro, <laughs> as an inheritance. He gave it to him. So, bulldog faith, this is what we're talking about here. It won't give up, it won't quit, or let it, and it will not let go. We've all been had some faith battles, which we won. Why? Because we didn't quit, we didn't let go, we didn't give up. It's the kind of faith that aggressively believes for and receives harvest from seed that has been sown. And so we, we aggressively go after the seed that we have sown. And sometimes we forget about some of the seed that we've sown years ago. And then all of a sudden there's this harvest of, you're thinking, where'd that come from? Then all God will bring it back to your mind. Remember that seed you sowed back then? 20 years ago, 30 years ago, 40 years ago, it's still alive. Uh, 
It says, for instance, you need to ag aggressively receive the harvest from every seed that you've sown into this church and other ministries that you support. And you think about it, the anointing that's on the other ministries and the anointing that's on this ministry, are there, they're there for your benefit, for you to benefit uh, from and tap into. Um, you know, with us, um, I, I, I did a... Uh, um, Prayer request to KCM. I've been a partner with him ever since I've been saved and about my family situation. And, and within two months, turn around, right? Tap into these ministries, tap into this ministry. We have a prayer team here that gets, they get stuff done. I'll tell you what, there's been a whole lot of people that I know that have been healed. They have been blessed that there's been breakthroughs through the ministry here, through our prayer team. And thank you for praying. Amen. Hallelujah. So don't give up on your harvest. Stay strong and firm in the fact that a hundredfold return is yours. Got to go for it. Because it says, you know, some 30, some 60, some 100. Well, let's not settle for 30. Let's not settle for 60. Let's not settle for dollar for dollar. Although sometimes that would be really good. <laughs> Praise the Lord. But hey, no, no, we're, we're, we're going up right? So talk about bulldogs. It says that they're very interesting animals. They are bred so that their lower jaws, uh, they jut forward and the noses are indented so that they can bite down on something and keep breathing until it theirs completely. They keep breathing until it's theirs completely. They hang on to it. I remember a pastor had that bulldog, Max, and he would take that thing and, he, and he, that thing was like, what? 60 pounds or something, and he'd have a stick in it and put it in his mouth, and he would swing that dog around. That dog wasn't letting go. No, no. <laughs> Who knew? So we need to do the same thing, not bite the stick. Bite the word. Hang on to it, right? Bite <laughs> I like this. Somebody, somebody said this. It says, bite down on, bite down on 1 Peter 2.24 until healing is manifested. Come on now, bite down on Philippians 4.19 until every need is fully supplied. Bite down on 1 Corinthians 13 until love becomes the only way that you live and you think and you breathe. Come on, Bulldog Face says God's word is mine. It's now. Devil, you can't take it. Get your hands off it. Come on now and be assured that when I'm through, I win. When you're through, you win. Why? Because we're not settling. No, no, we don't have settlement mentality. We don't live in a settlement. Mark eleven twenty two. We read it before, but I want to. I want to hit a part um, that's a little lower. In verse twenty, Mark eleven twenty two, it says, "Jesus answered and said to them, Have faith in God, for verily I say to you, whosoever shall say unto this mountain, Be removed, be cast into the sea, shall not doubt in his heart, but shall believe those things which he says shall come to pass. He shall have whatsoever he says. Therefore I say unto you, What things soever you desire when you pray, believe that you receive them, and you shall have them. The word, the Greek word for receive is, is to take. It's something taken with much force and seeds with a grip that cannot be shaken off. When you grab these promises with a grip like that, you're not letting go until it's done. It's like when, you know, when um, Jacob had that wrestling match with the, with the angel. I'm not going to let you go until you bless me. 
I'm not letting this go until I see the desired end result. I'm blessed to be a blessing. Amen? Hallelujah. <laughs> All right. Two more sets of verses. Um, 1 Peter 2, verse 1. 1 Peter 2, verse 1. No. 1 Peter 1, verse 2. That was close. <laughs> King James, please. Second Peter 1, verse 2. I like this. It says, grace and peace be multiplied unto you through the knowledge of God and of Jesus our Lord, according as his divine power has, that's past tense, he's already given it to us, all things that pertain to life, talking about your spiritual, your physical life and godliness, which is your spiritual life, through the knowledge of him. The more that you know about him, the more that this knowledge comes through, the more that the blessing comes through, the more that the grace and the peace being multiplied to you. Come on now, through the knowledge of him that has called us to glory and virtue, verse 4, whereby are given unto us exceeding great and precious promises, that by these precious promises you might be partakers of the divine nature, having escaped the corruption that is in the world through lust. We escape. That's a good thing. Passion. Same bunch of verses. Are you ready? Are you ready? Are you ready? Yeah. Okay. May grace and perfect peace cascade over you. I like that. Not just peace, but it's perfect peace. Cascading. So like those people that are blessed to have one of those rainfall showers. <laughs> they just, <laughs> praise the Lord. Uh, like I, I'd never get out of it. I'd be just walking around like a raisin. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Okay. So. Let it cascade over you as you live in, in the rich knowledge of God and of Jesus our Lord. Everything we could ever need for life and godliness has already been deposited in us by his divine power. He deposited it in us already. We got it. We're walking around in it. We need to let it bust out. Amen? For all of this was lavished upon us through the rich experience of knowing him who has called us by name. I love this. And invited us to come to him through a glorious manifestation of his goodness. As a result of this, he has given you magnificent promises that are beyond all price so that through the power of these tremendous promises, we can experience partnership with the divine nature by which you've escaped the corruption that and the desires of the world. Man, it's good. I like it. Jerry Seville said this, whatever God is asking you to do today, know for sure that you're well able to do it. Know for sure that you're well able to do it. Put your faith in the Christ in you and just do it because God is setting you up for success. Whatever you're going through, it has a time limit and it has a lifespan. So don't quit. Don't settle. All bad things must come to an end. And to think about this. We're not going to settle. So is this going to be your one day? Or is this going to be your day one? 
Is this going to be your day one? Come on now. How many people say, I'm going to start a, uh, one day I'm going to go on a diet? No, no. This is not our one day. This is our day one. We're not settling anymore. We're, <laughs> come on now. We are, we're going for this. The best. Why not? He set us up for it. God set us up. And it's a good thing. Yeah, because he loves us. That's the deal. And when you know that you're loved by him, how sweet it is to be loved by you. Look at y'all. <laughs> Come on, it's like honey to the bee, babe. <laughs> <laughs> Praise the Lord. <laughs> oh, God is good, and he can't help himself. He's so good. We hope this message has encouraged you in your relationship with the Lord. For more information and ministry resources, we invite you to visit our website at www.newcovenantchurch.ca. We look forward to you joining us next time as we continue to live victoriously.